0: Hi, this is Jack, and you're listening to Scaling DevTools, the show that investigates how DevTools go from zero to one. Today's guest is Kuba, the CMO of Neptune.ai, a metadata store for ML ops. Kuba was previously a data scientist and a professional chess player. I think this is the first professional chess player we've had on. Kuba also runs a ton of stuff in the community of developer marketing, including an amazing developer marketing Slack channel that I'm a part of and Developer Market Pair, an amazing blog on developer marketing. Kuba, it's great for you to uh, join us today.
1: Hey, I'm glad to be here.
0: Kuba, you've written an ultimate guide to developer marketing. How should we be doing developer marketing?
1: Yeah, so I think I think there are a few core principles, and just so you know, there are many things that I'm I'm, I'm still learning and tweaking. But some things seem to be pretty clear. So if there's anything I learned from marketing to devs, it is. Do not persuade, <laughs> try not to persuade your devs. I mean, they don't trust you. They don't believe that they can be persuaded by you. You're actually losing losing ground when you try to do that. The better way to do it is to try to educate them, uh, enable them to do what they want to do and inspire them to build. At the end of the day, devs are builders. They're building stuff. And when they are looking for tools, they want to get those tools to build better, to build quicker, to, you know, to to build what was just ruined maybe in their code or something. So they're about building things, building solutions. And, and that's what they do pretty much all day. So the first thing, don't persuade, educate, enable, and inspire. And, th- and there are many things that, that come from that we can, we can dive deeper, but that would be the first sort of core principle. So the second thing to think about is, um, and it's actually just good marketing, it's to understand who are your developers and where they are. Right. So seems simple, but people sometimes bucket devs and into sort of like put them in one bucket and, and think that yeah, like those are developers. But if you think about it, you know, like in our case, machine learning engineer, data scientist, it's a completely different developer sort of persona than a uh, maybe more senior Java developer at some German enterprise like it's it's completely different so you know those folks will be in different places they will need different language different things and the ways to get to them to present your solution to talk about the problems that are that are in their space or that you can help them do it will be completely completely different so again it's just good marketing but I think it's important to say that understanding your developer persona, and going into the places where they are is super crucial, right? So obviously, people are saying you know good channels for devs are Twitter or maybe Reddit or you know that devs don't like ads or something like it is you know it's generally true. But if you think about your particular persona, where they are, maybe where they are in their journey, it may be valuable to them or it may not be. So you know, thinking about this, maybe older, a bit older Java Java developer, maybe has you know two kids two kids and, and not a lot of time to, and maybe, you know, not a lot of interest into, you know, spending their his time on Reddit, going to Reddit to try and talk to this persona maybe something that you cannot do, right? And you can talk to them, but that's not a way to do it. Actually, you know, it could be interesting and it could work. Uh, if you understand that, maybe, you know, you should be going for uh, someone from their circle, maybe the work circle, maybe somebody who they are working with, maybe more junior person, who, you know, who is in all of those communities, who really wants to learn everything there is about Java and new frameworks and everything, and they will actually present your solution to that more senior person, their team. It's just understanding those journeys, I think, a lot. So being where they are, not where you want to be, <laughs> I think, uh, really important. The, the third thing is very specific to devs. I think what is interesting is that as devs are, are building things all day, and then they're in front of their computer trying to solve problems that they actually have right now, you know, they're looking for solutions to their problems all day. So if you can be there in, in those flows of, of them looking for their solutions, that's great <laughs> because they are actually doing it. And, you know, it's not if you connect, if, if you think about your, you know, job as a marketer or or in other, you know, niches, it's not that you're Googling solutions to problems all day. That's not exactly what you're doing. Maybe the, the problems are a bit different. Maybe sometimes you Google, obviously not. everyone Googles. But like with devs, that, that will be... That that is really happening a lot, right? Because you know this is this is part of your job. And then then something uh, sort of maybe external push that is very interesting in Dev community. People want to upskill. You know they they uh, they want to upskill. They want to learn new things. And there are two you know sort of two two reasons for that. One you know as a builder and as a person who loves their craft, you want to be better at your craft. So that could be a motivation for some group. For some other, it's, it's, it's a bit more down to air if, if you're just thinking about job market and you're just thinking about your next position, right? And you're thinking, you know, what should I know to, you know, to maybe land a better job or just have a good situation on the job market? And, you, and you're looking at those, those uh, different technologies. So you're sort of pushed to look for those new and different things um, that are out there, which maybe is not, you know, not, not that typical and that doesn't happen that often in other uh, audiences. And then the third thing would be, you know, when, when you actually get those people to your side, you get those people interested in the product and, and what do you do, try and let them do their thing right? Get out of the way. So, you know, they're builders, as we said, right? So, you know, they want to build. The The easiest way for, for a person to actually, you know, have a smell or a feel of, of, of building is to try a product, right? So if you have it, you know, if you have the sandbox an environment or something like that, or, you know, or just a free version of your tool that they can try and, and, and use. This is what they want. You know, they don't really want to see a demo from someone, you know, because this demo could be like the tool maybe is not actually working. You know, I just want to see that it, that it is working. So let them get to this, get out of the way, let them build. And if you can do that for various as as business reasons, although I don't know how many of those business reasons there are, if you think about it, you should let them, you know, have some sort of a smell of building. And and usually documentation is actually the smell of building or code examples, you know, where they get a smell of, hey, this is actually a real product. This is how they solve it. This is how we actually do it. You know, when, when Robert hits the road, this is how I would code my situation. So, you know, making sure that those examples and documentation is out there is really important. So I'd say my core <laughs> four steps, I guess, or pieces to, uh, yeah, to do in dev marketing.
0: That's really amazing. So you've outlined your four pillars of developer marketing, Kuber's four pillars of developer marketing. How are you applying these at Neptune?
1: So when you think about it, let's maybe take some things that are super vivid at at what we're doing, right? So one thing I mentioned that is, you know, people are actually looking for things, right? I mean, we are super heavy on SEO and blog. We write for our audience, which is machine learning engineers and data scientists. We're uh, on a way to hit 2 million unique readers of the blog this year, which is pretty big considering, you know, that we're a startup, series A startup, and there are big names on the market competing for this real estate, if you will, in Google search. For a lot of those things that people are searching for, they will find us. So like, we're actually touching on this very heavily. Thinking about those tools uh, that I mentioned, like people are actually looking for different tools to solve different things, to be educated on what is out there, we actually have those those listicles of various tools and various categories that are sort of around what we do so that we facilitate that as well. And that's how they, they may find out about us as well. So, you know, that'll be one thing. The second thing is we're very heavy on creating good documentation, good examples that you can try without registration even, then having a free tier in the product so that you can actually use it up to a certain limit. You use it and when you hit limit, or or you want to work on a team, then you upgrade. Or, uh, but but otherwise, you can just like you know do your thing, build you know what you want to build. And in our case, it's a more of a record keeping, if you will, uh, you know, and a tool that helps in in iterating over the models that you're building. But either way, I think that the ideas are the same. You know, in the way where you know, you can get into this and see that, hey, this could be the thing I need. And you can actually try it. And you can see those examples, you can see the docs, you can see the sandboxes and public projects or everything. So we really try to be heavy on that so that you have almost zero investment, if you will, from yourself, even not even email, you know, if you want just, to just try out the basic quick search or something. So I'd say that that's that's important. And then it, when, when you think about the sort of maybe the persuasion part, just showing the options, you know, that's I remember this one dev a couple of months back. He said something like, "Show me the options and let me let me choose." You know, and it, it feels like really devy. And and that's when you think about it, like common rule would be, "Hey, just have one CTA everywhere." I don't believe that's that's the best approach with devs. Like with a lot of devs, I think it's very navigational. And like, show me the options, let me choose. I'll I'll find my way. Like I have a problem right now. I, I'll find my way. If I want to learn something, I'll find my way. It's not about you telling me that this is the one thing I should do right now. I'm not convinced that that in, especially with individual contributor devs, this approach is valuable.
0: That's a very hot take. So forget about picking your CTA, have many potentially.
1: Stand by it. I mean, if you think about it, it's sort of like a decision tree as well. You, you sort of want to understand like, hey, do you want to do this, do that at this point of the page? You know, you already don't have people who wanted to try it right away. So what they want to do, maybe they want to see a particular set of features, you know, and great examples of teams that do it really well. Uh, if you go through their websites, is you know, for example, Tailwind, uh, Tailwind CSS is just, I think it's just like an amazing example of, of how you build a homepage for devs. Yeah. If you see, you know, the amount of different buttons and different information that is there, it's just, it's just huge. And, you know, and, and uh, but, but I think it really, really touches on what the devs need and want.
0: And they have an incredible rep within the community right now.
1: And, and rightfully so. There are other other pages that are absolutely great. I really love Algolia's, Algolia is awesome. There are many, many, many good examples, but um, it's not, you know, it's not a one button. You know, it's definitely not in, in most cases.
0: Kuba, I can't not ask you a little bit about your SEO strategy now that you're hitting 2 million visitors on Neptune, how are you thinking about SEO?
1: Yeah, so hey, I'm not gonna, you know, give you all these all, all the secrets, uh, if you will. But you know, the at secrets. the end of the day, I don't know if there are that many secrets. So the way I think about it is like you start thinking with with those with the awareness funnel and understanding. So for for us who don't know, you have unaware, problem aware, then there is solution aware, product aware, most aware. Different different oh. groups, and you know the most aware search query would be something like Neptune pricing, right? That'll be the most most aware somebody is just checking the price maybe once in a while because he's looking for you know some discounts or maybe changes in pricing or something then the product aware would be you know that person understands all the all the features and everything what do you do then the solution aware would be what are the tools in the in the space and problem where what are the problems that those tools can solve and they're solving and then unaware is that i have a problem or that you know that there is that the problem has a name you know and things like that so what i think is, is best is, is to sort of go down from most aware and just think about what are the things that are your people are searching and, and start filling it from the top. And, and over time, get the space basically, you know? So like, there are, obviously there are a lot of technical stuff with linking things and creating those articles that, so that they are nicely searchable and have all, all the good H2s, H3s and things like that. But like, overall, I think that the strategy is to just have a strategy, you know? it's not It's not about posting, you know, everything, but understand what are the keywords you actually want what are keywords connected to it? To it, how can I run for them? So yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that's uh, that's that. And I think you know, ideally, and some teams manage to do it, like you know, Stripe and Algolia is where you actually get the search to the docs directly. That's just the holy grail. So like somebody's looking for payment solution for Python or something, and you end up on a integration page for I don't know a Python API for Stripe page we can get better than that but we're not there yet maybe someday i think you know that would be absolute ideal right in order to do that the market needs to be at a certain maturity you know etc i think in terms mm. of like the amount of people searching for those things i think that would be the ideal stage
0: the last question i have for you kuba is how are you thinking about allocating your resources now that you're the cmo of neptune
1: It's a good question. So like, I think about allocating resources as if there were bets, as if that was my, you know, sort of investment portfolio and and I have bets that I'm making, right? So you have your sort of core part of the portfolio, maybe a bit less risk, uh, you know, less risky. The potential return is what you're going to get from it. Then there are more risky bets. So you allocate maybe less resources, but you kind of hope that it's, it's, it's going to hit gold. And then Actually, when you're testing those those new channels, you try to put as little resources as possible to get to an MVP of a channel, if you will, right? So, uh, there's this great book from Weinberg, Traction, that talks about this bullseye framework that does that where uh, you know we divided between experimentation and optimization. And during experimentation, we try to try to test out where this could be you know working, and then in optimization, you actually optimizing a particular channel. And so, so, something that I that I want to add to that is that I try to almost think about this. Even go further with this investment um, analogy if you will is we have this culture of extreme ownership I mean it's certain tweaks to it I guess uh, to, to the original uh, on our team I, I really like to think about all, all the folks working on those projects and programs and and, and experiments in on, on my team as as CEOs of those channels or CEO of the program CEOs so like people are actually thinking that you know this is a small business that they're running. And, and there is an investment coming from, you know, from an investor who is thinking about where to invest their resources on them to figure out how to, how to do it. And as an investor, I, I really want to help because, you know, my money is in this, but I, you know, ultimately I cannot run it, run it for anyone, right? Like they, they have to do it themselves. So I, I really like this, uh, you know, CEO analogy there.
0: That's really, really cool. Okay. So that's all we have time for today. But Kuba, thank you so much for joining if people want to learn a bit more about you or what you're working on, where can they find more?
1: Yeah, so uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at, at Jakub Chacon. You can find my blog at developermarketer.com. And also it'd be awesome if you join our Marketing to Dev community where we're talking about this stuff on, on Slack and I really, really try to be very active there.
0: I can confirm it's a great community. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time.